Oh, right. what are we doing, Luke? What are we watching? How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at? Darkness? Yeah, darkness. The head went all the way in. I knew that was coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. Tonight we are continuing with episode three and four of Squid Game. Yeah, so episode three is the man with the umbrella. It pretty much picks up where the, the, the last one left off. With Detective Huang, and he's with him following the, the vans back to wherever this island is. He's trying to find his brother, right? That's his, that's his deal. He, he follows one of the vans, and uh, that van ends up becoming you know, part of a, a long convoy of, of vans, which I thought was a really cool visual. Like, cause you know, you always figured there was lots of vans, but being able to actually see, you know, it was like a, like a fleet of, of Amazon vans, but you know, full of unconscious people. There's a lot of good visuals in this one too. You'll, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it as we go through, but a lot of order, a lot of lines, a lot of like right angles. Yeah. The, the show does a lot of cool stuff visually, a lot of interesting things. I like the way they, they play with color, but I, I'll, I'll we'll get to that later. But yeah, it, it's it's a very well shot um, shot show. So Detective Wong was, is able to crawl underneath a van as it's going on to this ferry that's taking him uh, out to the island. He's so he hitches, hitches a ride uh, underneath one of these vans, and while they're on, he's on the ferry. He sneaks into one of the vans with the unconscious people and pretends to be uh, one of them. And then we get to see one of the, you know, the pink suited workers. I like to call them squid dudes. The squid dudes. Yeah, we can call them squid dudes. They're, they're, they're the O's, right? They're the drones. They get the shittiest jobs. Right? Yeah. We uh, find out in this episode that the, the squid dudes, if you will, the guys in the pink jumpsuits have sort of a hierarchy and the circles right. are like the, the shit work. Yeah, they're the they're the drones, right? And then the, the next up is the triangles. They have the guns. They're like the police force. Yeah, they're like mid level. And then the management, the the top guys are the squares. Yeah, they get the squares on the faces. So anyway, uh, Huang's in one of the vans. He sees, and we see that they're they're scanning everybody. And uh, apparently, they've implanted everybody with a with a chip right right behind their ear. Yeah, it's just for identification. So you know that uh, Detective Huang is got to come up with some shit pretty quick because he doesn't have one of these things on him. Yeah, they're trying to scan him and he, the guy tries to scan one side and the other. And he's like, what the hell's happening? And that's when that's when Huang makes his move. It's the classic beat the guy up and take his costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a funny visual, too, because you kind of see the van shaking around. I, I got, got a laugh out of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, you have to you have to sort of be uh, comedic with it because it's such a, a cliched thing. Yeah, it's I, I like that they, they do have they throw in some dark humor in there once in a while because, you know, it, otherwise the show is pretty bleak. <laughs> it picks up with him dressed as one of the squid dudes and he's got an O. Unfortunately, he doesn't know what the O stuff means yet, but he's got to get rid of a body. So he throws it overboard and he gets caught by uh, one of the other guys. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just I was just, you know, I got seasick. And then he gets reprimanded for speaking at all because they're not the O's aren't supposed to even talk without uh, without permission. This is where we start to learn that, you know, there's a pretty strict set of rules for these attendants, if you will, like the, the people that sort of put on the games for the front man. Yeah, the this, this squid dudes definitely have a, an organization 
uh, organizational way of doing things. And it's really cool to to see how they prep everybody for the games. I, I really enjoyed seeing all that, you know, then getting the unconscious people back into the barracks and, you know, get, getting them dressed in the, the green and white suits. I thought it was really cool. I liked seeing all that. Yeah, they collect their belongings. They put them in boxes. But pickpocket number 67, she kept herself awake. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention close enough. Or just the way that was shot, it was a little confusing. I, I couldn't figure out exactly what she was doing. I know she was moving a knife around between people so that she could get it inside the barracks, but she was pretending to be asleep. But I couldn't really see what she was doing. Uh, yeah, she she basically, she just pickpockets a knife and, and you know, it's to be used later. But uh, that's all she pretty much did. She just took a knife by one of these dudes. When we next see everybody, they're back in the bunkhouse, right? Yeah, they're all they're all back in the bunkhouse and they're starting to make alliances. Those teams are getting made. Well, we find out first that like quite a few of the ones that voted to terminate the games before came back. Even the one, the mother who said, you know, like spare me, I've got children, she came back. Exactly 187 out of the 201 that survived, uh, red light, green light came back. Yeah, so yeah, and, definitely most of them. And then they cut over to the front man and he's even keeping tabs on the ones that didn't. He says something to one of the, you know, one of his, his lackeys, you know, keep an eye out on the ones that didn't come back. Uh, you know, I wonder if that's going to come back in to play later on or if it's just sort of, you know, world building. Definitely seems like these guys have eyes everywhere. It's it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, as Luke was mentioning before, they start to, you know, make alliances and make groups. And we see that tattoo face, Duck So, who wanted to originally get some of his guys in there with him anyway. He's sort of got a gang already. I dubbed his team Team Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's a dick. He's yeah. a straight up dick. He's not a nice guy. And no. things, things happen later on in this episode that just drive that point home. But you, you even look at his face. And besides yeah. the tattoo, he's just got like the shape of his face is very punchable. He's got a very punchable face for sure. And he recruits uh, other assholes to, to be with him. And then on the other side of the, the, the room, you got our, our, our main guys, uh, Giyun, number four, five, six. And, you know, Sang Wu's there again. At least, you know, he came back. You know, we saw these guys coming back. 001 is back and i i dubbed this team team old man yeah they this the very this is the more likable of the teams <clears throat> that are that are apparent oh for sure yeah you know Giyun is being kind of a kind of a goofball he's like yeah you know we're a team we're like you know we're like the i forget what he you know he like to him it's like it's almost like he's not taking this seriously enough so so those are the two teams that we really get to know so besides these two teams you've got a couple of free agents if you will the pickpocket lady sort of isn't on a team and it doesn't appear as if she really wants to be on a team yet. And then you've got this new character who's not really new. We've seen her before, but she has a bigger role now. And it's number 212. That's right. Number 212. I'm going to mess her name up, but it's uh, Han Mi Niao, I think. Is what yeah, I you say. Don't, yeah, you don't. And you don't really learn her name until episode uh, four anyway. And right. names are not super important in this show. It's yeah, more, it's more like about numbers. Number. You know, it's it's their first night you know, after returning and uh, 212, who's kind of like a, she's kind of a crass, crass lady. I, f I get the feeling that one of the things she does is that she acts crazier than she actually is to let people's guard down. Yeah. And yeah, that for she's, sure. she's, she's, she's pretty definitely wily. smarter, definitely smarter than you think she is. Plays crazy pretty well. One of the things we, we learn that when it's lights out, they cannot leave the the, the, the bunkhouse to, to go to the bathroom. And it's lights out and she needs to pee and she makes a big old scene. She's actually pretty funny doing this whole entire thing. I, I 
got a few laughs out of me. She says she's going to start, you know, pissing right there. So one of the uh, the squid dudes, you know, he's like reluctantly opens the door to get her to the bathroom. And that's when uh, 067, Miss Pickpocket, joins along for the ride. Yeah. And so she goes to the bathroom. 212 is smuggled in uh, some cigarettes <laughs> and a lighter in the only place that you could imagine it would be. It's in her vagina, you guys. <laughs> she pulls out a, <laughs> she pulls out a giant. Much bigger than what I thought it was going to be. I didn't know what she was going to pull out of there, but she pulls out. Man, this she big didn't know old... how long she was going to be in there. She had to bring enough <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> it's just, this big capsule. It's like the size of two golf balls. <laughs> and she, yeah, she, and again, she, un, she's unscrewing this thing. And I'm thinking, okay, it's, it's going to be like drugs or something. But no, it, there's just it's a lighter and like six or seven cigarettes in there. <laughs> And she just lights up and it's like the best thing ever for her. So number 67 and number 212 have a bit of a truce. 212 is going to run interference and 67, the pickpocket, is going to get herself up into the air vent so she can have a look around and see what's going on. Yeah, she uses that knife she pickpocketed uh, off the one of the squid dudes earlier. And she she goes into one of the vents and kind of snoops around and she she ends up spying on this uh, what appears to be like a kitchen. Sees a bunch of workers pre- preparing, uh, you know, melting down sugar. Meanwhile, 212 is, you know, <clears throat> yelling up a storm like she's like constipated. She's having like the worst bathroom issues ever to <laughs> throw the squid dudes off the case so she can give number 67 a little bit more time. Yeah, this shit was hilarious, man. She's like, yeah, don't come in here. She's trying to buy her time. So it's like, I'm, I'm naked from the waist down. She starts running water. Like, I, there's no toilet papers. I don't know. She just makes up a, a whole lot of crazy stuff. It's 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 pretty funny. After two twelve is making a big commotion. It's it does another one another one of those like cliched things that happen in a lot of movies where people are trying to buy time, where they play that little trick like where somebody you know pops into the room and you think somebody's gonna get caught, but they're just hanging out like nothing's you know that's nothing's wrong. Yeah, it definitely makes it seem like they're gonna you know gonna get get found out because that guards had enough of of two twelve shenanigans. Six, seven, apparently he had just made it back. And, and they actually show the, the the screw that she unscrewed in the vent. Like it's still sticking way out. So she, she barely had any time to, you know, to put that back on. So nobody would suspect anything. It's the next morning and they're back in the bunkhouse. They're getting their breakfast because they're preparing for game number two. And everybody's sort of hanging out and strategizing. And uh, team, team old guy, as Luke has dubbed it, is uh, talking to pickpocket lady see if they can get any clues from her and she's just basically said i smelled sugar saying woo starts to kind of put it together he doesn't say anything though this is where i started to become suspicious of saying woo like i don't there's something going on with him oh no and I, don't, He's, and I don't know what it is oh no i know what it is he's a fucking asshole man he's already playing the long game like he he wants to like he's allied with these dudes but I, i'm almost sure he, he you know ultimately he wants that money for himself one thing i wanted to mention we are kind of introduced to this new character. His number is 111. He's got glasses on and he's eating his little breakfast bun and he's kind of digging through it and he finds a little rolled up piece of paper. And on this piece of paper, there is one word written on it and it's Dalgona, which at this point, we don't know what any of that means, but uh, we're about to because game two is about to begin. So they're ushered into the game area, if you will. And I want to explain this a little bit because I felt in the first couple episodes, we sort of touched on what this is, but I think we'd be a little bit more clear about what these places look like. They're definitely inside and it's like a cube or a rectangle and you can see the walls, but they're painted like you're outside or they're painted like you're out on the playground. But it's obvious you're inside of a room and it 
and it's sort of you know odd and it makes you feel uneasy because it feels claustrophobic but also large at the same time it's weird it's one of those neat little bizarre touches that the show likes to throw at us i i enjoy it definitely makes you uneasy so for our upcoming dalgona game the playing field if you will has just like really giant playground equipment you know like slides and climbing apparatus yeah, it's like a giant, uh, giant playground. There's a jungle gym. There's, uh, there's, you know, like you said, there's slides. So you're, you're thinking, okay, I thought it was going to be an obstacle course, but uh, man, I was really wrong. Everything's very colorful. Like this, this whole show in general is really colorful. For yes, for a show that's this dark, again, it's, it's a great little juxtaposition. Like they, they make it. It's almost like a kids' show if you just look at it. If you're not paying attention, it's great. All the, the jungle gym is painted a different color. Painted a different color. The slide is a different color, you know. This, you know, it's it's awesome. It looks, it's very visually interesting. The loudspeaker. There's this lady on the loudspeaker, and it's a very, it's a very, you know, like think you're in an airport or in a train stop, and you've got like that overhead announcement of somebody's like, take your places, please. That's what this is. That's how these people know what to do in the game. So this woman announces over the intercom to pick a door. And it's each of the doors has a different shape on it. It's a circle and a triangle and a star and an umbrella. Team Old Man gets together and they're, you know, talking about well, what what do you think? What can this be? In the meantime, it definitely makes the show makes it seem like Sang Wu, you know, number number two eighteen. He he kind of he's figured it out. Like he knows. Oh, he knows. Between, he yeah. knows what it is. Like he between between uh, what zero uh, six seven told him, and, and now that he sees these shapes, he he knows what's what's up yeah, and zero six seven is the pickpocket just as a reminder pocket. that's right they come up with a strategy to, to split themselves like for each person to take a different door which is going to be a problem later on especially since saying pretty much knows what this game is and he could have suggested like a more correct strategy that would have helped the whole team out but he just lets them go ahead with the everybody picks a different door yeah he could have just been like hey let's why don't we all pick like I don't know what would have been the easiest one. Probably the triangle, right? Well, yeah. Sangwoo takes the triangle door. Yeah. He takes it real quick. <laughs> and Ali gets the circle. And then the old guy and Jiyun are sort of just talking about it. And Jiyun's like, oh, I'll take the umbrella, you know, because I was always forgetting my umbrella. And uh, the old man takes the star. But before we get into what this game is, is uh, let, let's jump back to Detective Huang for a second. Because interspersed throughout this whole episode, it cuts back between our main characters and what's going on with the game. And then also Detective Long sort of seeing how things run behind the scenes. And it's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed this episode a lot is because it's showed us how this stuff works. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, he's basically he he falls in line and he, he, you know, the guy that he knocked out, he took his his suit. Uh, he has a key in his pocket. So he follows that to his his little you know, living quarters. All these people have numbers just like the contestants do. So Detective Wong took over number 29. That's right. He was 29. Yeah, their little living quarters are, are like the size of like maybe a, like a large closet. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty tiny. They all have lights out at the same, you know, at the same time. They have to get up at the same time. You know, there's, there's roll call. He's got a coughing neighbor. And that's that's that comes back later, which at first I wasn't really paying attention to it. But that, oh, no, that, I didn't that. pick up on it at all. But you, we'll get it to it in the fourth episode. But no, I didn't pick up on it at all. And he's a smart dude. Like he makes smart decisions. He integrates himself into this network of, of shady people pretty well. So that's how Detective Wong ends up 
at the Dalgona game, watching out what's going on. And so now as we get back up there, just as the game's about to start, Jiyun has a little flashback to uh, him playing on the playground when he was a kid and like this vendor on the side of the street mixing sugar and then stamping it with one of the shapes that's on the door. And he immediately knows what it is. And the camera sort of zooms on his face and he's like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, he realizes he picked by far the hardest fucking shape. Yeah, so they all get these tins and it's got like this sugar candy disc on the inside that's super hard, super brittle. And it's each got the, the shape on the inside. And you get a, a, a needle, like a sewing needle, and you have to get the shape out cleanly or you, you get shot, you're dead. Yeah, if you break any piece of your shape, you're 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 done. And also, what was the time limit? Was it five minutes? It was either five or ten minutes, but it was not enough time. You're playing for your life, which they are. It's not enough time. <laughs> and and you can see why Gion and the old guy are sort of fucked because the star and the umbrella, especially, real easy to break. And double O one is in in you know in real trouble because you know this. This is this guy's old. He's he's his hands are shaky. They already got the indentation in the mold, but then they're supposed to use these needles to to, to carve them out, you know, neatly. And uh, he's he's having a, a hard time right away. And so Sengwu, who has the triangle, which is the easiest one because it's just straight lines, he gets his stuff done pretty quickly. He's out. Ali eventually gets his circle just by sheer sheer hard work he gets it no tricks or anything like that the pickpocket the pickpocket picket she survives number 67 i don't remember what shape she has but she gets out of it 212 our sort of pretend crazy lady who uh smuggled into cigarettes she's using her lighter that she smuggled in also to heat up the needle and help her cut out the shape yeah she's hiding underneath one of the slides so nobody can see her use the lighter uh, to, to make the needle super hot. So it makes it, you know, it melts the sugar. When she finishes, she passes face tattoos, having a hard time himself and sort of palms him the lighter to try to win his his affection and his uh, loyalty. Yeah, and then he takes her spot underneath the, uh, the, the slide and he starts doing the same thing and it, it works for him as well. And you gotta, as these people are trying to carve out these shapes, like there's people getting shot constantly around them. So you got to imagine it's pretty stressful. Yeah, people start fucking up, you know, pretty pretty quickly. And and yeah, it seems like every few seconds there's a gunshot. People are getting just mowed down. So Sangwoo's out, Ali's out, face tattoos out, pretend crazy ladies out, pickpockets guy out, and we we cut back to Ji Hyun and he's uh, he, he's having a hard time. Yeah, he's just covered in sweat. <laughs> just, he knows he's fucked. He's, by then, there's you know bodies all around him. It's that sweat that helps him figure out what he needs to do, though. Yeah, he starts sweating on the mold, and uh, oh yeah, this uh, the, he sees the moisture it melts the sugar, so he flips the the mold over. You know, holds it up to the light, and he sees you know where the indentation is. It's you can see the light through it, so he just he starts licking that thing like it's going out of style. Yeah. <laughs> and then and the other people that are left around him sort of see what he's doing and they start to lick as well, including our old man. Yes. This is, again, this is like, it's very funny. It's a very tense, you know, crazy scene. People are just getting mowed down. And then just all of a sudden you see all these people just going to town on these, these cookies, these sugar cookies. They're just licking away. And it works. Uh, yeah, it does work. The old guy gets through and Jiyun eventually gets through as well. With one second left. One second left. As he's walking off the floor, there's one person 
uh, one other contestant who, you know, we haven't been introduced to him and he's not important. He's just, you know, what he does is more important. He's about to get shot and he uh, attacks one of the squid dudes and gets his gun off of him. Yeah, and he takes him hostage. Uh, he puts a gun to his head and then he tells him to take his mask off, uh, which he which he does. And yeah. uh, it's just this it's just a, basically a kid. He looks like, a you know, maybe in his late, late teens. Which, or, yeah, which is a big no. You're not supposed to take your mask off. That's like one of the the squid dude rules. Yeah, and, and front man, you know, our, our our man behind the scenes, he's watching this whole thing. And as soon as that guy takes his mask off, he's he's off. He goes down there. You know, number one nineteen is this is the guy that's, that's that took the hostage. He's you know he's like you're just a kid. You know how could you do this? And then he just he just commits suicide. He just kills himself. He knows his his situation is 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 hopeless. And then frontman gets down there. And by this point, the time the timer's up, and there's still people that are working on their cookie molds. And he directs uh, the squid dudes left in the room to just mow all of them down, so they all get killed. And then he shoots the the squid dude that took his mask off. He shoots him in the head as well. And he, you know, yeah. he reiterates, you cannot you cannot uh, take your mask off if they know who you are. You're dead. And that's pretty much where the episode ends. But there's one more important thing that we need to address before we leave this episode is that Detective Wong is on the floor. He's on the game floor. And this is where he sort of figures out that everybody has jobs because he's looking around and one of the squares comes up to him and, and we're like, number 29, what are you doing out here? You're not supposed to be, you know, you're not supposed to be out here before the, before you're just here to clean up the bodies or something like that. And mm -hmm you know, I need to talk to you after this is over. And then yeah. the episode ends and we and we move on to episode four, where which sort of picks up right where with that, with Huang talking to the square. And he, he gets a, he picks up a square mask, right? Doesn't he, he grab one? I, yeah. For, for himself, because I wrote down Huang gets a mask upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I love that episode. That was one of the best episodes of anything that I've watched lately uh and, and tv i like it was great it was just like tense one tense scene after another interspersed with some humor i just man it was like almost like a perfect hour of television i i loved it so it jumps into uh the next episode which is called stick to the team they're leaving the, the play area and they're going through the that big room with the staircases like the mc usher painting that guy number 111 who we met in the other episode that's getting the inside information one of the squid dudes whisks him away off in a, a side staircase it turns out at least that's uh kind of what it looks like to me they they are having a their own little like side hustle going on there's a few of these squid dudes that uh unbeknownst to the rest of the their group they're harvesting uh organs from these newly murdered contestants and they're using 111 right yeah who's a doctor uh, he's a doctor and so he can you know he can you know extract these organs and uh you know i'm assuming sell them on the you know the black market for for lots and lots of money um so yeah there's a, a little little side plot going on on the side there yeah and so they're giving him information in exchange for him you know harvesting these organs in a way that they could sell them and it looks like there's at least three or four squid dudes in on it but there could be more we don't know yet they give us a little bit of foreshadowing and they're letting the doctor know that you know we can't protect you in the next game you can get through that and then we know what you're going to do next. Uh, so this is a little bit ominous. We don't know what's going on yet, but we quickly find out because we cut back to the bunkhouse where they're going to get their breakfast or their lunch or whatever it is. And in the previous episode, they got a nice box with some rice and a piece of bread and some other stuff. And this time they get a lot less. Yeah, as it, it turns out on purpose, some of the, the last few people online to get food, they accuse, you know, 
face tattoos team asshole of stealing it and, and that turned out to not be the case actually you well know, no they did pretty- actually they did actually steal it they, they did everybody oh. yeah everybody was supposed to get food but everybody was going to get a lesser amount of food to create you know tension, tension. that's yeah. what that's what we're, we're we're let in on later we don't know it at the time uh face tattoo and team asshole are you know they're incredulous because how dare they only give me a soda <laughs> and, and a hard-boiled egg oh yeah so they take more and so 212 pretend crazy lady walks over to him and you know tells him that you know like his whole team can they, they just sneak back in line and they get a second serving which um leaves them five five eggs short and so like the five people left over they're like hey we didn't get anything and you know square squid dude is like we made the exact amount and then a lady from across the room says hey i saw these people jump back in line they got another serving so that's why you didn't eat oh yeah yeah okay and then one of the guys that didn't get his meal he gets in uh tattoo face uh bases face and uh tattoo face guy beats him to death <laughs> just brutal <laughs> just, just fucking kills him right there in front of everybody yeah in my notebook i wrote i wrote fucker face tattoo kills a guy over an egg that's exactly what he did what and what uh the repercussions of which are, are none uh apparently you know the squid dudes are just watching all this so he face tattoo guy doesn't get any any reprimand so they learn that it's completely okay to kill each other uh even in between games and what we didn't know at this point is that this is all set up so frontman set this up you know purposely fed him less food to create tension with the hope that, you know, somebody would get killed and they would see that there's no repercussions because uh, they're going to have like sort of a surprise game, you know, a special game later on when lights go out for the bunk, it's going to be uh, warfare because, you know, there's going to be factions, there's going to be teams fighting against each other because, you know, the more people that get eliminated, the better shot you have at winning the squid game. The stakes are now, after this last game, it's 34.8 billion won are now in the big old you know, um, piggy bank up there. And there are now only 108 players left because 79 players died in that, um, in that last game in, in Dilgona. The stakes are high and the tensions are, are up there. <laughs> so they're cutting in with, uh, with both teams, team asshole who now uh, pretend crazy lady is on that team as well. Team old guy has won over uh, the pickpocket number 67 she sort of wanted to stay by herself but she joins them and it's uh it's very tense like people are talking about what they're going to do because they know as soon as light goes out like there's going to be some bloodshed so they're trying to make plans about you know gene says if something happens you know meet at my bed we'll protect each other we have to stick together as a team yeah like they they know shit's going down they just they don't know how bad and um sure enough very shortly after the lights go down I wrote down fucking chaos erupts. Yeah, and it's really it's a really well done scene too. Because at first it's like it's pitch black. It's like the lights are out, and you see and you just hear some people moving around. And then the front man says, "Okay, let the game begin." And then they press some buttons, and uh, like strobe lights come on. Yeah, to make it more chaotic. I get what they're going for. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on this a little bit. I I. I found this scene to be kind of hard to watch and follow I, with all the strobe lights and cutting in between all the different people that are fighting. I, I had a hard time seeing what the hell was going on. <laughs> I think it was a point though. I think they, they wanted to create that chaos. So it's, 
you know, it's hard to stick with your team if you were that. And, you know, I'm sure some people attack people that they didn't intend to attack. It was it was supposed to be just chaos. And I think that's it that we're trying to give that to you as well as the viewer. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It just it didn't make it for a, a fun scene to watch for me. But I get I get it. I just yeah, it was also if you have a, a photo sensitivity issue, you fucking cover your eyes during this. Good oh, Christ. yeah. No, this one will give you a seizure. You know, everybody's fighting. People are dying. It's pretty gruesome. You know, you see, you see people get stabbed. Face to tattoo gets stabbed by a pickpocket at some point. Yeah, she uses and, that knife. And they keep cutting between the strobe effect <clears throat> and then, you know, like the squid dudes watching. And then there's like a, like a squad of squid dudes that is, you know, right outside the door. That's led by Detective Huang in his imposter square helmet that he's got. This finally comes to uh, uh, to an end because uh, 001 climbs on top of like one of the the biggest the tallest bunks which by the way at this point a bunch of them been knocked over in the chaos and he just starts yelling that to everybody to stop that he's afraid it's it's a good it's a powerful scene and everybody you know kind of looks at this old man and they realize what the hell they're doing and they they actually they do stop and that's when uh frontman stops the strobe light effect thank god and then the squid guys rush in break things up start shooting at the ceiling and get people to stop and this is where detective wong makes contact with jiun but jiun doesn't really know what's going on She's, i think this is the first time he's actually asked anybody huang did uh, if they know his brother he walks up behind jiun and says you know you know basically is there somebody named huang ho who's his brother here and jiun is like what like you're talking to me what's going on and then that's it that's it that's all we get so far right 27 people die <laughs> during that night <laughs> yes so there's Fucking like 80 crazy. left right there's 80, 80 left now because it's, it's an even number and that's going to be important for our next game face tattoo and uh 212 bang in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is 212 weird is, 212 is very attached very quickly to face tattoo and face tattoo doesn't doesn't want it. Yeah, she starts calling him babe, which is like super cringy. And um, yeah, they're like they're fucking in the stall. Like, dude, it's just like some it's like this sex scene where she's like she's got a cigarette in her hand and they're like, you know, they're up against the stall of his bath. It'd be like it's like the grossest sex scene ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's saying, you know, we'll stick together, be together. Like that, she doesn't actually say be together forever, but that's what she's implying. And then she shows a little bit of real crazy. Where, you know, after he agrees with her, she's like, because, you know, if you betray me, I will kill you. Yeah, she definitely looks like she means it, too. So we go into our game, which is now game number three, and they move him to yet another room. But this one's not like a playground. It's just a white room with some staircases and tell them that they have 10 minutes to make teams of 10. They're trying to, again, trying to figure out, you know, what, what kind of game do you think this is? They've all been, you know, childhood games up to this point. So why why would they change it up now? What do they figure out? They, they start recruiting like strong they want more guys on their well, team they've right? already got five because they've got jiun they've got 67 miss pickpocket they've got sang mm -hmm. Wu, they've got ali and they've got the old guy before i go further they do know their names now because mm -hmm. they didn't know their names before and they all introduced themselves and ali introduced himself and he's actually he's from pakistan which was one of our questions before we didn't know what country he was from pickpocket she introduces herself and she's like say say kill mm -hmm. something like that which is uh 
you know, must must mean a little bit more because I think, you know, Jiyun sort of raises his eyebrows and I think because he recognizes recognize it, that's a North Korean name. You know, it doesn't have much meaning to me, but I think he recognizes it. When they get to the old guy, you know, he's still like he's traumatized from the, the fight that they had just had before. So he can't even talk. So we still don't know his name. And yeah, which is leading can. me to believe that his name is going to become more and more important. And, you know, there's a reason why we don't know it yet as viewers. See, I, I took it that he just, you know, his brain which I know you you th- you said in the last episode that he may or may not be sick, but I think he he really is. I I think he's got like pretty hardcore dementia that kind of comes and goes, and yeah, they they catch him at a bad time, and he literally can't remember what his name is. So yeah, that's their team when they're back to making these teams of ten, and Sangwoo wants to make sure that they only have men on their team, so he sends out he says let's everybody go get one person and come back, so we have ten. I don't think we saw this before, but Ali's missing a couple of his fingers on one of his hands. I definitely and... never noticed. I definitely never noticed. I, I don't know if they actually showed it before then. Because I, I don't think so. But uh, Ji Yoon, you know, looks at his hand. He's like, you know, hide your hand, man, because, you know, you're, it's going to look weak. So, you know, it's, it's going to be bad for recruiting. Yeah. Well, Sang Wu says that. He's sort of like the, oh, is he like the, one the guy that, that tries oh, okay. to strategize. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, he's yeah like very practical like no matter what the game is we're gonna need muscle so try and get some some strong guys on here but uh, that's not really what happens <laughs> no but we know we know that ali is like the strongest one out of all of them sung Wu finds a guy but he's got to stay with his wife and he's just like no nah, i can't no we already <laughs> we already have women yeah he just uh, shuts him down <laughs> yeah the old guy doesn't find anybody jiyun finds a guy ali finds a guy people we haven't seen yet we don't really know yet and pickpocket notices a younger woman that's sort of just sitting by herself on the staircase not even trying to find a group yeah so she she ends up joining them as well so what they're left with is they have oh yeah and then before all this is uh 212 we got to mention 212 and uh, crazy lady yeah pretend yeah and uh and 101 face tattoo he's already made his team he just collected the 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 strongest guys that are left in the in the whole uh in the room basically and she's not uh, she's not invited. She he betrays her immediately after their hot cigarette yeah. bathroom stall sex. <laughs> and there's a scene. There's a scene. It's this this one like this this scene like I I like half watched like out of the side of my eyes because she's like she's like falling on the floor like babe babe you know we're supposed yeah. to be on the same team. It was like oh god and he just like he finally loses it and he like throws her on the floor and starts yelling at her. Yeah, he basically just discards her immediately. So they had, you know, he he got what he wanted from her, and then now they're done. Yeah, uh, I think so he's she, gonna make a mistake though, because I I think you don't want to fuck with this lady. Yeah, I think she's gonna end up killing him. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, eventually, something's gonna, you know, something's gonna happen because she's definitely not okay. <laughs> We're back with Team Old Man, the good guys, if you will, and they've only got nine. Just as they're about to say, okay, well, I guess we'll just wait to see who's left, and we'll take that as. Pretend crazy lady 212 literally puts herself in the circle and says, Yeah, I, you know, I'm on your team. Yeah, she just sits down, like, Yeah, yeah, I just helped kill 27 people, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you guys now. So we've got our teams, they, they instruct them to line up, and then we move into the next room where it's like a pit with some yellow towers, like way up in the air. 
platforms yeah turns out they're playing tug of war yeah a real real lethal version of tug of war so you um, get both of the teams and they go up to the top of the platforms which everyone gets pulled off which everyone loses get pulled off the platform and they fall all the way down to the bottom yeah it's a long ways down it, it's it you know you're you're playing for you know you know what's going to happen here if you lose to this you get pulled off this platform you're going to fall to your death so the first two teams that get picked is face tattoos team asshole you know big bunch of burly guys and then another team of characters you don't really know, but they're sort of like uh, old guy team, like our good guys. They've got, you know, a mix of men and women and like an older gentleman. And uh, and they get creamed predictably. Uh, oh, yeah, they, they die right away. Yeah, fa- face tattoos, you know, guys, just, just they just pull their mind off the platform. And um, yeah, they uh, they die. It's kind of a weird CGI shot there to just cast that. It was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bizarre. It was enough to notice. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was enough to notice that it was CGI. Yeah. But it was it's fine. It's no big deal. That that team falls down to the ground and uh, some squid dudes are down there to clean up the bodies, the zeros, because, you know, they get the shit work. And uh, Detective Wong has put back on his zero mask and, uh, you know, is not using his square one. So he remember, he's number twenty nine. And uh, remember when we said earlier that he's got a coughing neighbor, number twenty eight. Well, it turns out those two are supposed to be working together to get these bodies. Yeah, they're part of that that organ harvesting, you know, side side job they got going on. And, uh, and the, the, that that cough is is Morse code. They're collecting the bodies predictably. Like I thought, I, the first thing I thought was, it's like, man, not everybody's going to die from this fall, and some people are just going to be like really, really hurt down there. And sure enough, there's one guy that's not dead yet. They get the coffins, which, by the way, I, I don't think we've mentioned the coffins yet. They're they're like. They got a pink like ribbon and bow on them. It's yeah, they look like presents. <laughs> like they look like presents. Yeah. So it's number twenty-eight and number twenty-nine. Or Detective Wong disguised as number twenty-nine. Number twenty-eight sort of gives him a look like, yeah, this one's good. Instead of putting the guy out of his misery, they don't do anything. They just put him in a box. You know, he's still alive. Yeah, I'm sure in tremendous amounts of pain. Yeah, and they and they, they put a little like a little uh like a plus sign written in blood on the side of the 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 present coffin right yeah like that's got to be a sign for you know like this is a good one to get their organs probably because he's still alive you know it's not gonna spoil yeah still alive you can probably just cut this guy open and he'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) pretty fucking dark (laughs) yeah then it cuts back to tug of war we get two teams where you know one of the teams is another group of just big dudes big men and then our good guy team the old guy team with june and everybody and so they got to go up and they got to they got to have their tug of war match. I, I, at this point, I'm calling it I call them expanded team old man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they get up there and they're they're just, you know, they were like they're freaking out. They're like we're fucking we're dead. And double um, one, uh, our, old, our old man, my favorite character, he's like, you guys, I play a lot of tug of war in my day. I got a I got a whole strategy for this. And uh, and he does. And it's 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 really good it, it works immediately it tells them to, to basically just you know work in unison to when this the game starts just just you know just just hold back just keep the, the the line or the rope from moving you know lean back as far as you can you know almost to the point where you're looking up with the ceiling and uh sure enough the other team can't get them to move for those first few seconds yeah old guy's got the strats he's got the tug of war strats he's a man with a plan <laughs> um <laughs> and the plan works for a while but then the other team pulls it together and starts to win again. Uh, yeah, and they're, you know, they're, so they're getting pulled. Uh, you know, expanded team old man uh, is getting pulled towards the edge. Is it? Uh, is it? 
Sang, Sang Wu, right? He's the one that suggests, uh, yeah, let's, let's take a few steps forward just to throw him off balance. And everybody's like, what? No, are you kidding? Running forward? And he's like, you want to die? Just listen to me. Let's do it on the count of three. Yeah, and they and they do it. They they you know one two three. They they take a few steps towards the towards the abyss, and then the episode ends. <laughs> Huge End fucking episode. Yeah, that that button showed up like play next episode. I'm like, oh, not this time, not this time, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted, it. I really wanted to look at it, but I didn't. But yeah, uh, I neither did I. Neither did I. We'll save it for next time. It's cool. Yeah, we'll save it for next time. So, what questions do you have after this one? After these two, I should say. I want to know how far this. Uh, I'm I'm very interested in this organ harvesting subplot that they introduced. Uh, I want to know, you know, what's uh, who, how many people are involved. I'm sure the frontman doesn't know because he wouldn't be he wouldn't put up with that shit. No, he wouldn't tolerate that. Yeah, so I want to know more about that, and I I want to know what happened to to Detective Wang's uh, brother. I want to know what's going on with that. Like it just seems like he's like nobody. I don't know. Nobody knows. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with his brother. Yeah, I want I want those question answers. The immediate question I want to know about is uh, what happens with the tug of war game. I mean, I'm assuming our, our good guys prevail. Right. Right. Um, but I, I, I sort of want to know how I still don't have any clues as to why this game is even happening. Yeah, nothing. They didn't touch upon that at all. Uh, that was our big question from our, our from the previous episode, and that wasn't touched upon. Hey, uh, another question was, you know, when when Detective Wang is in his little, you know, his little living space, his cubicle, um, he's got his, you know, he's got a phone with him, so he's like underneath the cover and he's using it, and he's, I don't, know, is he taking notes or is he sending? He's just packets? taking. No, I think he's just taking notes. I guess it's possible he could be sending texts, but I think he's just taking notes. Because if he's sending texts, you figure, yeah, I think he's taking notes because there's there's no way. There's people will be storming that island or, or something. Right. Yeah, no, I think he's just taking notes. All right, so that's Squid Game episode three and four. You know, I like this last episode also. Just uh, It's probably my least favorite one of the, the four we watched so far, but it's it's still good. Yeah, episode four is all right. Episode three was the star so far for me. Oh, for sure. Just, I love it. I, 10 out of 10. It's now time for a new time where Marcus and I briefly discuss how we've been wasting our time lately, be it non-horror movies. Yeah, we watched those too. A TV series, a video game, or even a good book. The way I've been wasting my time through most of October is catching up on American Horror Story. I got kind of a weird relationship with that show because I, I watched the uh, the first two seasons back when they, they premiered way back in 2011, which is it's crazy to think it's been that long ago now. It's been 10 years. And then I, I liked it a lot. Watched the second season as well, Asylum. And I, I liked that one also. Uh, and then the, the third one just didn't seem like something I'd be interested in. So I skipped that one. I ended up watching season four kind of randomly a few years later and then i hadn't watched any of the others so i wanted to go back in october and just catch up on all the seasons i haven't seen yet and i started with coven with which is you know the one that i i skipped initially man to say that that's a mixed bag is to say the least it's a mixed bag i agree uh, it, i i did not like that one when i watched it either that was one of those seasons of a television show that just became a chore to watch yeah, it's, I got to agree, you know, it's, it's a good idea. Uh, you know, it's kind of like X-Men, but for witches, they go to this, 
these these you know girls that are, are have these abilities and they're they're gonna learn how to use them better even you know for the first four episodes or so it's actually it's actually even pretty pretty good some compelling stuff they're trying to figure out you know who the supreme is is going to be the new supreme with the new leader of the coven but then man it just becomes just a mishmash of stories they, they you know they start doing all this weird stuff with witch hunters they introduce a, a witch that can bring people back from the dead and after i think like episode four or five not an episode goes by where one of the witches one of the main characters doesn't get killed and they just bring her back in the next episode so deaths lose all meaning you know they heal themselves from grievous injuries so even that doesn't mean anything it just it's so all over the place kathy bates's character she's like this super racist lady from uh the early 1800s uh who she was cursed with uh, immortality at one point they like they cut her head off well they resurrect her in current times then they cut her head off and they make her watch footage from the 1960s of civil rights movement and, and she's like freaking out she can't believe obama's president you know they, they go all to all these weird places and yeah by the time the season was over which is it's a longer season this is this one was i think 13 episodes yeah american um, horror story with those earlier seasons especially they dragged those out yeah but by the time it was done i was <laughs> i was done with it i, I do gotta say the where i i have to commend the show is is the the, the makeup and the, the the special effects are are fucking phenomenal. In uh, the first three seasons, they were supervised by by and made by Christian Tinsley is uh, the name of this guy. Um, he also has people that he works with, like a prosthetic designer, Jason ha- Hammer, and Mike Mekash, plus uh, makeup effects artist Aaron Kruger Mekash, Christopher Nelson, David Anderson, Christina Patterson. All these people are super talented, and they were nominated for for Emmys um, for. I think the previous th- the two seasons as well. After this one, uh, Tinsley would go on to work on Westworld, actually. But uh, man, it's awesome. There's one episode that it stands out for me is is the zombie siege on the school because I love zombies. Anything zombies, I'm I'm on board with. And the makeup effects on the zombies was so damn awesome. So um, that was that was pretty cool. I'll I'll talk about some of the other seasons in future segments. But in, in this one, yeah, Coven, I definitely I would recommend skipping this one. My initial choice was the right one there's some things about american horror story that are always the same they have really great premises for shows they have really great makeup and really great costuming they also really don't know how to finish anything they start there's been very few seasons of that show that actually have a satisfying conclusion and as my my half of this wasting time segment I'll stick on the American Horror Story bandwagon. I won't get into it very much because I know Luke hasn't seen this one yet, so I'm not going to spoil it for him. In October, I watched the most recent American Horror Story season, which they called Double Feature, where they had two seasons, six episodes for the first half of the season and four episodes for the next. And man, they don't finish either one. Uh, They're super rushed. They're not satisfying. I really wish they would have just stuck with that first story and made it the whole season. It could have been a good one. Yeah, their their main problem is is writing. The writing just isn't good. I mean, for the most part, it's it's passable at best. And we, my favorite season so far is is Asylum. Asylum is fucking awesome. But we even saw that near the end of that season, the, there were some red flags where they started throwing aliens in because that, that's kind of like their thing. Like they can't help themselves. They just keep throwing yeah. everything at the wall to see what sticks. And they're they're helped out because they have these awesome actors. They always collect these awesome group of actors that uh, 
they get to star in these, these crazy ass shows and uh, they, they sell a lot of it, but man, it's, it's, it's still, it's not good storytelling for the most part. American horror story. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm sure I'm continuing to be disappointed, but I can't help myself. The review to death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Reviews Death. Thank you for listening. And Luke, tell us what's coming up next. Well, next time we're going to watch episodes five and six of Squid Game. And those are called Fair World and Ganbu, respectively. That's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. Mm-hmm.